Right, Em? Yeah. Okay. So I'll say I'm Sue, and we'll say I'm Em, and you can say I'm Matt, and we'll go, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly how it's going to (laughs) work. All right. You ready? Yep. Yep. All right. I am doll eyes, doll mouth, doll legs. I am doll arms, big veins, doll babe. Welcome to Em and Sue Watch Dollhouse, podcast where me and Emily are watching Dollhouse for the first time. Tonight, we will be talking about the series finale, um, Epitaph 2. My name's Sue. I'm Em. And I'm Matt. I want to be the girl with the most cake. I love him so much it just turns to <laughs> it's just like we we talked about. <laughs> I told you it would happen. <laughs> and we're just yeah. a couple of dumb shows. <laughs> oh, I hate it so bad. <laughs> it's such a stupid term. However much, and I don't remember how much, however much I hated it on Epitaph 1, I swear I hated it a hundred times more. Well, I really I didn't, did. I didn't appreciate I, Echo using it. Well, I I did as I said, and I rewatched the first one. Uh huh. And I was like, oh my gosh, dumb show! I hate it so bad. Words can't express, and I can't really <laughs> articulate why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. Like they were. Having Echo say it, it was almost like they're just trying to show us that it's just in the vernacular. That's just right. how it is now. It's just how people right. in 2019 talk. <laughs> yeah. Dumb, dumb shows, butchers, actuals. <laughs> yep. Tech. <laughs> Tech. I can understand them coming coming up with terms for for like the dolls and so forth because they don't know the actual the actual terms because right. it's not part of their world. So they they just sort of uh, society collectively made up a, a new word for these things. But then they start using these these phrases that are are not. Are, okay, I got a couple here where um someone's was like. Zone power down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That was uh, really obnoxious. Log totally. off. Log yeah. off. Um, okay. Uh. <laughs> that was like your 40-something uncle trying to sound cool to the teenagers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it was strange. Uh, I got here. Um, Zone was like, not, not when his little group got together, but when they banded. I thought, oh, that's strange. I, I can kind of see that one existing yeah. in art, but still, no one, no one says that. Uh, we came here for some juicy new prints. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, okay. 
so there was a lot of just dialogue in this episode that I was like, that is really goofy. Agreed. Totally. Yeah. I'm not a ba- big fan of these dystopias in this world. <laughs> nope. I'm just, <laughs> I have settled on that. I have come to peace with it. I'm not a fan of the dollhouse dystopia. I liked the show. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the post op post oppo post apocalyptic um, post apocalyptic world. I'm fine with the concept, but I just don't think that so so soon in the future that people would be using weird expressions like eh, why don't you just power down <laughs> or whatever <laughs> or um <laughs> that they would have names like zone and mags and i agree like i agree you weren't born like in the future you were born in the present like you have right. an actual name you were a landscape architect <laughs> who gave you the name zone <laughs> someone was like i'm gonna call you zone you're not larry I'd be like you're not Larry. You're Zone. Uh, just shut up. I'm, I'm not. Call, you're not calling me Zone. <laughs> or if, or if he said, "I'm not Larry. I'm Zone. I'm not calling you that. I'm not. We're not doing this. It's 2019. Come on. I agree. It's only 10 years later. It's, it's not, not 2039. It's 2019. Right. Come on. Right. It's not like everyone who's alive now was babies during. I don't know. I agree. We're not born yet. Right. Something I like about The Walking Dead is that when they meet new people from a different area, they have different words for the zombies. Mm-hmm. Because there's there wasn't an ability to make a collective term like that. Right. Because the world just died. And there was no communication anymore. And so just different little communities came up with different ways to different things to call the zombies and that's right right and kirkman Kirkman has um specifically said that the roger corman movies did not exist in the walking dead universe so right no one had a concept of a zombie you know right Mm -hmm. so yeah there's walkers lurkers um there's there's been some kind of fun ones i can understand zombies not existing in that universe but there's been world religions i'm thinking of like judaism and golems and things and there's just um you know things come back to life there there were terms for those reanimated the concept of reanimation just doesn't exist in the in that universe where they would somehow come up with some kind of name that everyone would no, it's never a human. A golem's made out of clay. No, I know, but they might use that as that if that was like the closest thing. I'm just pointing. Someone, as like, some community might call them that. You know, it's just the term yeah, zombie maybe. doesn't exist. No one calls them zombies. It's just a thing. <laughs> Strange. Anyway, it made me think of that when everyone's calling them peep show, and that's just I. They may have had TV for quite a while. After, perhaps. I don't know. To where they're like, these are dumb shows. Okay, I just want to point out that you said peep show. I did? A peep show? I'm pretty sure you did. 
<laughs> Weird. <laughs> That's hilarious. So now that we've ripped it to shreds, I, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it too. I liked it. I liked Epitaph two better than Epitaph one. I did too. Mm-hmm. I was prepared for it. Yes. But yeah, as a whole, and I liked knowing I, you know, that's always something I want is to like know what happened to these characters that I've grown to love later. You know, yes. after the show ends later, that's always cool. And this episode had more of the characters we knew and could yes. you know relate to, whereas the other ones started with characters we did not know, but right. then went a step further and made them intensely unlikable, particularly <laughs> Zone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was a long time. It seems like it was quite a while before we saw anyone we knew. And this it didn't take as long. But and we already knew them anyway. Much as I did not like them. Mags was okay. Mags yelled at Zone. She got points. Yeah. She got, she got some credit. Power down Zone. <laughs> <laughs> really? As stupid as it is, it's fun to say. <laughs> You're going to start using it? <laughs> Power down. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, your homework assignment is to work in Power Down into some conversation. <laughs> Place the simmer down. With power down. With power down. <laughs> and see. You got, you've got 24 hours after listening to this podcast <laughs> to complete your homework back. assignment, then report back on Facebook. <laughs> and let us know how the person looked at you when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out that the actor who plays Zone. I know him from Deadwood as the Irish guy who used to get drunk and shit his pants and then bury his pants under rocks. Oh, I remember that guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's him. Was yeah. that just in one episode? Um, he mentions it in one episode, but it's like the funniest thing. So <laughs> was it it was just one incident, right? <laughs> no, no, it's like a thing he does. He's like, Yeah, sometimes I get really drunk and I shit my pants. And then I bury my pants under rocks. And in this instance, I went back to get my pants, and that's when I found a letter in my pants. And you're like, so it's like a thing you do. Nobody <laughs> wants like... that letter. <laughs> no one wants your chip pants letter. <laughs> well, someone I think it was nutty. Someone pointed out that he's the he was in a Christmas story. Oh, he's that kid. He's the kid, the bully. Or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, the one that like beats up. Like Ralphie ends up beating up. Yeah. Totally. He has not changed a bit. Nope. <laughs> a smarmy face. <laughs> Just a bully. Yeah. At the end, we're supposed to like him because he's going to look after the little girl. Yeah, who's okay with that? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> first, I've like, got this no. written down. Her first thing is, what happened? And he goes, it's a long story, kid. Don't worry about it. I know. It's sending prick. 
<laughs> Come I was on. Like, um, don't worry about it. Like, he's got to explain, well, your dad's dead. I mean, because her mom, too. <laughs> presumably, she's got no memory of any of right. this, right? So, so she just wakes up in the middle of a street with this guy. It's like, what happened? Oh, don't worry about it, kid. <laughs> it's a long story. My, my notes are, it's a long yep. story, kid. Everything's going to be all right. Also, your father's dead. I'm your new father, and I'm an asshole, and my name is Zone. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you be better off, like, with Adele and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Why is this guy taking her? <laughs> Seemed a little pervy. so okay well should we do some feedback yes (laughs) okay so what's that I'll start Okay, go for it. All right. Uh, We got uh, feedback from Harold. And there's no getting around that the last few episodes have rushed, especially Epitaph 2. The Epitaph episodes could have easily been a whole season, but there is something that I like about omitting some information and leaving it to the audience to figure out. Yeah, I'm kind of cool with that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, in the last few episodes of Dollhouse, we saw Priya reject the opportunity for one of Topher's upgrades, while Anthony leapt at the opportunity, and it immediately paid off for him using his newly acquired judo skills to take down some Rasa mercenaries. So it made sense. Okay, see, I'm losing my voice because I started reading. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I swear I'm pretty much over my cold. In fact, I've been to the gym twice now. Nice. It's pretty proud. That one. That one had me down for a while. <laughs> okay. So it made sense that 10 years down the line, she lives in fear of tech while he has become a freak show who can upload. We forgot freak show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Freak show. <laughs> Add that to the list of strange stories. <laughs> He has become a freak show who could upload skills into his head on demand. I also liked how we can infer that Alpha has grown and learned to control himself to some extent. Now, I would have liked to see some of that. Yes. That I missed not seeing. (laughs) And we can assume that a lot of it has to do with Echo, much like how Spike became a better man because of Buffy. As I am writing this, I realize how ridiculous it seems to me to tell stories about sociopaths changing their ways because of a good woman. But it's a nice fiction to see on screen. (laughs) 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 Too true. Um, I liked how Alpha arranged to get Ballard's imprint for Echo and that he left before the bomb went off because he was worried that he would revert to his former self and might harm someone. Imagine that. He actually cares about other people. That is kind of spiky, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Kind of is. Put that mm-hmm. together when I was watching it. But we had like five seasons of that. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, 
This was <laughs> one episode behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> but what I really like about this episode is, despite its rush nature and its apocalyptic tone, is that it gives us a sort of happy ending. Even if it is quite shushy that Topher is able to restore everyone with one device while still giving us so many great character moments. Whether it is something little like seeing Adele working in her garden or how Topher got excited to see the wall of photographs in Adele's old office just as the bomb went off. And running and jumping into this little hole. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole episode. Really? What was <laughs> you know, like his little uh, hole, his um. Oh, oh, where he's like, yeah. And when he saw it, he ran and just like jumped in it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down. I wrote super swishy bedtime Topher is the least appealing Topher. It's my note. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, it wasn't bedtime. He was just excited. Because he oh, was trying to say... get that info. He did say Betty he time went, or something. Oh, bedtime. And I went, okay, that's not oh, the part no. <laughs> I don't want it that. <laughs> that is not what I liked. I just like the image of him seeing, like, recognizing that little place and just like, zoom. <laughs> that's so funny. Do-do-do. <laughs> um, Okay. Are there some holes? Yes. How is Ballard able to regain feelings for Echo? Did he? He sure seemed to. Like when he, he was, was alive? Uh-huh. Yes. They he was like massaging together. her so- shoulder and when baby Caroline told her that she likes it when he's corny, he got like a happy look on his face. Yeah, but that was all, to me, that was showing that he hadn't regained feelings, but he was warm towards her. They were partners. Yeah. They worked together, but they obviously weren't together. I think that's easy to shush because there's a long time gap. Yeah. uh, Him losing his affection for her and and this episode. They could have easily... (laughs) come up with some story plug that back in yeah and i thought oh, we they found actually... your uh we found your love for caroline and an echo on this flash drive <laughs> <laughs> we can put it back i just thought if they were gonna have him being in love with her again they would have made it way more obvious this to me i thought they did a good job with it i'd say it's hard to tell because they don't have much chemistry they don't True. <laughs> That is true. Um, then why didn't she share her feelings with him? I thought she did, but had been frustrated for 10 years because he didn't have feelings worth for her anymore. He'd give her a back rub because he cared about her, but no feelings for her. That's, I uh, that's how she, I thought. I thought she didn't reciprocate his feelings because well, she was a hardened person focused on a mission and... To just didn't have room for him in her heart till he was gone, and then was like, I wasted all that time. That's what I thought too. Oh, I didn't. <clears throat> that's I what did not was, see it that way. Oh, I thought that's what she was freaking out about yeah. when she was with Sierra that she had wasted. The, you know, now she couldn't ever tell him that she loved him. 
Well, I think she had been, I think that was what they had lost. And to me, that was her frustration on just how it all had to be. Yeah. I don't know. Um, he says, when did those scenes in Epitaph 1 with Dominic and Mr. Ambrose in Victor's body take place? Yeah, I'm trying to put all that together. So, okay. Ambrose was the Keith Carradine guy? Harding mm-hmm. was Keith Carradine. Yeah, okay. Ambrose was the guy that looked like Richard Grieco or something. Is that who it was? <laughs> Let's go to the... Let's go to the IMDB uh, here. Dollhouse. Oh, we can oh do yeah, that. we can do that now, huh? My, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Ambrose is the one okay. that Victor became in Epitaph 1. Yeah, he's the one that ate the lobster, and then he was the non-fat guy. Mm-hmm. Because he kind of... He made a crack about that guy was eating, and then he said, you'd look like this, too, if you could still eat... If there was still shellfish. Okay, okay. When was the last time we saw this guy? I remember he got shot, right? Ambrose? Yeah. What did he look like before he was Victor? Was he the older man? Is he the one that Topher, like, met and was explaining? Science to... I'm on it. I'm on the case. I'm going to get on the case, too. (laughs) I'm on IMDb, too. I'm just in Ambrose Dollhouse and looking at images. Getting closer. He was in the episode Getting Closer. Uh, That's a good idea. Ah, found it. I'm only seeing, I'm not seeing anything of him except for that last episode. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 maybe one. Okay, oh, yeah, I remember him. The actor's name is Philip Kaznoff. Okay. I guess I best know him from Oz. He played Nick Nikolai Stanislavski. I didn't see that show. Evan Sue what does? <laughs> <laughs> it's a garbage show, but we're going to be covering it on Hooplecast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Pilot. Just the pilot. Oh, you have a little Eddie Munster, another picture right? <laughs> mm-hmm. with Ryan. <laughs> okay, yeah, I barely remember Ambrose like that. Same. I do remember him, but yeah. Okay, so the dude, so the dude that was eating, that was Hastings. So that was the Keith Carradine guy. And nope. then the other. Nope. No. Nope. The guy that came in, okay, the guy that was eating was Ambrose. Oh, and then oh. the guy that came in and said they have some new suits for him, and made a crack about how he was eating. That was Harding. Oh, that was okay. Keith Carradine. Okay, it's hard. 
because they're, they're in different bodies. Char- yes, and they're not <laughs> characters that we saw a super ton. You know, right. they should wear name tags. <laughs> I don't know how that society functions. That's got to be really confusing, especially if you're bad with faces and remembering people. <laughs> especially if you have like aphasia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. People would get like super offended, like really easily. Like, you don't remember my name? We've met like 20 times. <laughs> yes, but every time we meet, you're in a different body. Like, stop being so offended. I don't remember who you are. Stop changing bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I think it's a really clever concept, though, that a glutton would use a body until it was no longer usable and then just swap into another suit. Right. <laughs> totally. And you'd totally be like, oh, this time I'm totally hitting the elliptical. <laughs> well, why would you? Because you can just uh, get into another another body. Well, I think it was because they were getting less and less. Mm. But yeah, that's true. And that's probably has been his attitude for 10 years. Right. Then when he was um, threatened with the gun and then before he was shot, he said something like, you can't kill me. I'm backed up uh, somewhere. Which is a very uh, Battlestar Galactica idea of you can't kill a Cylon, really, because they'll just download into another body somewhere else. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Know exactly what you mean. It's going to make sense. (laughs) Maybe someday. And and watch his Battlestar. (laughs) I actually watched like three of them, remember? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. I did. I, I started it. That was a... Years ago. Early days. Yep. I think you challenged me to watch Buffy, and I I said, okay, I'll watch Buffy if you watch some Battlestar. (laughs) Pretty sure the hell that that started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember stopping for a little bit, and then... And then we did talk about doing it, and I'm like, I better stop watching. Right, right. I made the choice to stop. All in the name of the podcast. All right, let's get back to Harold's email. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, when did those scenes? I don't know. And <clears throat> I was trying to figure it out. And I thought in my head it was probably pretty soon after. Well, I don't know. See, we have very little what happened right after the explosion. Did they just walk back inside into the dollhouse and live there more? I don't know. Because it's like they thought they had it and then yeah, there's I like missing some stuff, but there was some stuff I'd really like to know. There's some different holes because I watched, I watched Epitaph one again too, and like the, Mr. Ambrose and Victor's body is still, it still just didn't make much sense. Like when, when was this? <laughs> yeah. And was was Boyd uh, alive in Epitaph one? 
I don't think so. Yes, I thought, because I that's thought he when we was find with out. Amy Acker. Yeah, that's when we find out they did. Yeah, but that was a flashback leading up to Epitaph 1. I mean, he was uh, in Epitaph 1, but it was a flashback. It wasn't a present day. Okay. Right, but all the flashbacks, oh, we see. We see that scene. So the one scene we see him in Epitaph 1, we saw in the... F- in the... Before he died. Yeah. So there was no messing with the timeline. Okay. Right. No, because he right. was okay. hurt and yeah, we just didn't have the full story on Epitaph 1. And then it's like we see the scene knowing that what had just happened and what was going to happen. Right. Okay. Well, that is clever. It is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He says, but overall we are given a pretty good idea of what has happened with this technology and everything in the 10 years in between was filler where there were high stakes, close calls, and they made it to live another day. Kind of like most seasons of most TV shows. <laughs> this time around, I was really affected by Echo's breakdown after Ballard was killed. And then her happiness to have him join her in her head. While I never was a big fan of their relationship, it was nice to see the show end on something positive happening to her. Even if it is as weird as having your boyfriend sharing your brain with you for and 50 other people. <laughs> so weird <laughs> i know i thought okay so ballard's just like in her brain now and then i thought how would that be to have robin there all the time and i'm like i would love it he would always say funny things <laughs> <laughs> he'd always just be saying stuff to make me laugh yeah it's weird <laughs> it i don't weird. know how i feel about it i just i think it's weird <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed watching the series. Watching the show for the second time has has just confirmed to me that it is a gem. I suspect that part of that is the fact that it was a short-lived series and they were under pressure to constantly amp things up, so they never spent too much time on engagements of the week. Out of 26 episodes, I would say that only four or five were subpar. The show has a great cast, characters that you want to spend time with, and a great mix of suspense, action, comedy, and philosophy. Most of all, I love how they took this one idea of being able to wipe people's minds and imprint them with someone else's personality and took it to its logical extreme. This is exactly how such a technology would be used and abused. Harold. P.S. While we are lobbying for shows for you to podcast, I will once again push for The Sopranos. Or the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. <laughs> I will be the expert. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> oh, the Dick Van Dyke show would be fun. <clears throat> that would be a weird podcast. It would be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'd talk a lot more about the misogynistic overtones of the 60s. <laughs> yes. I I liked a lot of the plots and how they used the Dalhouse technology in, in ways that I didn't expect. Though in retrospect, I probably should have thought, like, oh, that's really clever. Like, the doctor was killed. Rather than lose his skill set, let's put it in a doll. Mm-hmm. Or uh, the, yeah. the woman who uh, was murdered by her son... 
Mm-hmm. We can restore her memories. She can kind of tell us what her situation was shortly before she died. And then using her memories, she could track down her own killer. Like, these are really clever ideas. It is. And these are things that would woo you to say, yes, this is a a good Smart thing idea. to invent yeah. and do. And then the cautionary tale is epitaph. And everything else. <laughs> the entire show is a cautionary tale. <laughs> right. Now, I wonder, with Ballard in Echo's head, it's just his memories and personality, but he doesn't have any capability to um, evolve as a person. He's never going to uh, have, a, have a new experience that reshapes his worldview or something, have a... Cr- a crisis of conscience or, or well, anything if, would if, if he's the main personality coming out through Echo I don't see why not right because she can it's, kind of be whoever's in her head who she wants right so he could have like control and in that situation he could I suppose But yeah, it seems a little like it's such a weird, weird. concept. It's I don't even know concept. how to like wrap my head around it. Right. And it, it sounds like Echo would be in control of him, <laughs> you know. I don't know what the I don't I don't know. None of us really know. I don't think what goes on in her head and how she works. Right. But she did talk about how some of her personalities once she was talking about how they're fighting each other. That would be awful. (laughs) What if she and Ballard get in a fight? I don't know. She just kind of shuns him. I wonder if she has like a shun shield. (laughs) She's got to be... She seems pretty in control, I think. Yeah. I think she can just turn go him turn him on and turn him off as at will, you know. But he's not a, a person. I don't think he has, like, sentience. He can't operate. I just don't feel like he has his own thoughts. Therefore, he couldn't evolve. <sighs> don't know uh, well, exactly how <laughs> if she got him i mean isn't she him in a sense I yeah mean, he wouldn't be any different than any of the other people knocking around her head right and they do have their own thoughts but those are the thoughts when they were put in her head they don't have any new she, thoughts right so if she's implanted with a psychopath, is, is that psychopath in her head always going to be a psychopath? Or will it eventually start to feel remorse and change and become its own person, shaped by her experiences? Do her hmm. experiences shape the memories and personalities of the others inside of her head? That's a good question. So like, Yeah, I don't know. The serial killer that's in her. Like, could she somehow make it so he no longer has 
serial killer intentions. I never got that impression for any of her personalities. That they could change. That they could change. Yeah, I didn't either. I never did. And if and if, it's interesting, the longer it goes, maybe she could. But I think a psychopath and other people need to be distinguished as different things. Because psychopaths have different kinds of brains. True, they may not be capable of change. But, right. But if Ballard is not capable of change and evolution or de-evolving See, I as a think, person, how can it really be a relationship? If I there's think no... he does. Well, how can okay. you have a relationship with a thought in your head, a person in your head? Right. They can have conversations, I would guess. Here's my thought. Bringing up a psychopath is just different because they're different. But I think I think the other personalities can involve and change because they can be the main personality. I don't know. I don't think they're just echoes of that person. I think they're that actual person. Because if you put that ballot okay. into his dumb show, which they did, he could have experiences and change. Hmm. Echo's just different because she's got them all in there and she can flip through them and be any of them she wants. And talk to them, apparently, in her head. My <laughs> just impression, and, and this is not necessarily true or not true, but it's just my impression watching the show, is that they are who they are when they enter her brain. They're They're formed... They, then they don't change. That's just how I got. That was just the feeling that I got. Yeah. Yeah, if I pop different people in there, I can say, yeah, I think they could change. If I think of different experiences through the show, I think, I yeah, I disagree. I think they can change. Well, then if they can't change, then it it would be kind of a relationship because then she could make decisions that he would see and disapprove of, maybe. Yeah, I I could see that happening. Yeah, but if he but if he can't if if he can't have his own thoughts, then it's just her own. Basically, it's reflected back on her what she's right. thinking, but in his voice. And we all have voice. We all like will do something throughout our lives where it's like I can hear my my dad's voice or my mom's voice approving or disapproving of what I'm about to do or about to say. And that's like having somebody in your head, but it's really just their voice. You know, you're like, you're creating it. You're, yeah, you're creating it yourself. So yeah, yeah, I have a different impression of the doll whole thing. I think. I think so, because I think I'm more on Matt's side. Like, I have a hard time believing that the people inside her, like, say, Paul, could have any kind of, like, independent thought. It would have to come from her, right? No, I totally disagree. I think they all have independent thoughts, and that's why it's so crazy in there. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. We'll never know, I guess, unless I guess uh, one of the 
the writers in the show can tell us where their heads were when they were writing it. Yeah. Or maybe they'll say, oh, we didn't really give him much thought. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's one of those things that they would have explored if they had more episodes. Well, I think it'd be interesting to hear what, like, Harold and Ray and Nucha think. Like, yeah, for sure. I'd like to hear their Can they evolve? Like, so once they're dumped into Caroline or Echo, can they evolve? Or are they stuck with who they were when they were put in her? I don't know. Because when I see the evolve, I just always think of that as Echo and not as them. Like, I it's think- Echo being them. I think I Echo is separate from all of them. Right. Huh. It's a weird concept. Yes. Made weirder by dumping her boyfriend in there. Yes. <laughs> That's <just> so weird. <laughs> yeah, that just threw the whole thing off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, okay, should I read Ray's? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We didn't get anything from Nutty, did we, about the finale? No, but she did a... I think we should read what she wrote on Facebook. Okay, I'll read Ray's and... Oh, Matt could read Nutty's because it's on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me do Ray's. Um, Well, thanks, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Harold. (laughs) (laughs) okay so Ray says uh, first off I want to thank you guys for doing this both because I was looking for an excuse to rewatch and because I think the series is good and Joss is most underrated and I'm happy when new people are willing to give it a shot stick through the first few bumpy episodes and end up fans so this was a lot of fun for me I remember listening your first podcast talking about the show and you guys didn't even know the premise. Yeah, we totally didn't. (laughs) You guys were guessing what you thought the show was about and what you thought would happen. You were hilariously and predictably way off because let's be (laughs) honest, who could guess what the show would become if you didn't know? (laughs) Yeah. And hearing you sort of figure it out as you went along was a lot of fun. Well, good. Well, good. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad we did it, too. I'm glad that I watched this show. Yeah, me too. Kat's happy we're done. She doesn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, he says, now for the episode. I I personally find it very emotional and satisfying conclusion to the show. And even though it takes place in a post-apocalyptic society, it actually ends on a hopeful note which I really like. Maybe the reason that people don't talk about it in the cancel too soon type of way that they do for Firefly and others is because even though there aren't a lot of episodes that they told a complete story with a solid ending that people can be happy with and feel satisfied. I agree. I feel satisfied with the ending. Yeah. We mm-hmm. definitely do. Yes. Yeah, yep. for sure. And I liked, I too liked that it was a hopeful note. Me too. I could have watched another 13 episodes easily. Yeah. But I was very happy. Mm-hmm. 
with I don't and, feel and, dipped. And, no, I don't at all. It, you know, I guess I my only regret is that I wish that there were fewer kind of padded episodes toward the beginning of the season, and it felt very rushed at the end. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think the pacing could have been better. Like there's like Meet Jane Doe was an episode. Belonging was belonging. Instinct was the one with the the baby and vows the baby. was the, the marriage. She was yeah, married to uh Apollo Apollo from Galactica. <laughs> <Star Galacta. laughs> it's like those episodes were not great. Mm-hmm. I would have rather they had been uh, just paced a little more even. It would have been cool if they would have had a 22 episode season where they really were able to mm-hmm. make it awesome. Apparently they wanted to do have two timelines throughout the whole season. Oh, well, that's kind of one of the things I predicted. You were quite sure that's what they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. With After we watched Epitaph 1. I <laughs> was terrified of season mm-hmm. two. <laughs> <laughs> you were when we did predictions on the next episode titles you predicted an apocalyptic one and a non-apocalyptic <laughs> that's one that's right <laughs> well the way they laughed Apatap one I was like oh man <laughs> I have to say although I did not like Apatap one I really respected what it was trying to do and the fact that it Mm-hmm. colored all of season two like every every time they introduce new tech or something you're like "Ooh, is that what oh, leads yeah. to to the end sure it was, really fun it was having the yeah it was really fun having that teased i just think that the episode itself could have been a lot stronger it could have been better and yeah when i i was we were just so shocked at what was happening <laughs> <laughs> we did not we could not have predicted Epitaph 1 in a million years <laughs> no way <laughs> that one was such a bombshell <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird yeah yeah but on second on you know on the rewatch I still didn't love it, but I I wasn't angry. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? Who are these people? Yeah, I didn't. Okay, back to Ray. He says, "Um, I never much cared for Echo and Paula as a couple, so their stuff didn't move me much. But all of the other resolutions and final moments I thought were really great. Um, Adele and Topher had some great moments after Adele realizes that Topher is going to sacrifice himself to set off the pulse bomb. Uh, that was sad. Uh, Adele and Topher were adorable. Yeah. She was so dang sweet to him. Yeah, she really was an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. She was very interesting. Um, should I just keep going while Matt's gone? He's gone? He gave us a BRB. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, the show really did a great job of making me care about both characters and their friendship. 
In the end, Adele wasn't a villain and is one of my favorite characters, and Topher redeems himself as much as he could have after being the person who caused this in the first place. He goes out a hero. Heck, even Zone softened at the end and agreed to take care of the 10-year-old that Caroline was inside of. Very noble. (laughs) Yeah, noble, but probably not the best idea. (laughs) 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 He says, but my favorite thing about Dollhouse in general and in this episode are Anthony and Priya. Seeing that they weren't together at the beginning was heartbreaking, but ended up worth it because to me... The scene where Priya introduces T to his father was the most emotional moment of the episode. Knowing what those two have gone through to be together and to now have a shot at being a family is a great way to end their storyline. Yes, I'm happy about that too. Yeah, I have some questions. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I also love that Echo's dream was always to liberate the dolls from the dollhouse. We got a version of that at the end of the episode, Needs. But for it to actually happen now for real is a great way to bookend her story, even if I didn't care for the Paul stuff that much. Even Alpha got a satisfying conclusion, which I didn't expect. To me, this yeah, episode that was a big surprise. That was great. I was so happy to see that. I was really happy about that. Yeah. Confused, but happy. I was a little confused, too. I was like, hmm, good. This episode, I did some shushing. He says, to me, this episode did a pretty good job of both showing us what had happened to the world since Boyd's death as far as the tech, while also giving us a happy and hopeful ending with most of the loose ends tied up. That's not easy to do, and they managed to pull it off. A couple of random trivia things. Um, Clive Ambrose is played by Nate Duchku, Eliza's brother. Oh, wait. With Clive Ambrose. <laughs> See? Name tags. Um. I think Harding was the one eating, right? I right, will have to back to the IMDb. I wrote it down. Because... <laughs> The skinnier guy, that's totally Eliza's brother. It looks like her. Oh, uh, the guy with the big forehead. Forehead. Yeah. Um, that's her brother. Yeah, and that, okay. Oh, yeah. And no, that is not the guy eating. That's the guy making fun right. of the guy eating. And that's Ambrose. I feel really bad for the guy eating. Right. So the guy, <laughs> making, the guy making fun of the guy eating is Ambrose. Yes. Which means the guy eating is Harding. Yes. That's what I was saying. You guys said it was Sorry. Awesome. I get up good shoot. Okay. And is it Clive or Clyde? It's Clive with a V. Okay. <laughs> the other guy's Clyde. Oh, don't let's Okay. Um start that again. <laughs> He says, and Marissa Tancheron, who helped co-write the episode, gets a bigger part to play as Kilo, the Asian tech head that Mag has a crush on. So that's Kilo. Yeah, it looks pretty different. Wait, who's Kilo? 
Isn't that the one that Harold wanted more of? And we were like, who are you talking about, Harold? The the little Asian girl who Topher would bring out as like a prop whenever he needed something demonstrated. She didn't have much to do. I did not like her. She had really bad lines. Yeah. Um, He says we have seen Kilo two other times, but always in the background. Um, I never noticed her my first time through that she was a recurring character, but it was neat tracking her tracking her appearances this time. See, I, I don't remember ever seeing her before. <laughs> That's why Harold That's why when Harold tracked was... her the second time and we were like, right. <laughs> We were like, Who are you talking about? <laughs> <You're> <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> um Ray ends up with, it's not perfect. Some of the features speak sounds a little silly, and it's pretty convenient. <laughs> <Get over that>. <laughs> <laughs> We've already discussed that. <laughs> um, it's pretty convenient that Echo and Paul show up to save Mag Zone and little Caroline when they did that, and that Topher is about to fix everything so easily. But those are small things, and a very, in a mostly very good finale. It's shushy and very TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's the magic of television. Yep. Well, yeah. Uh, mean, yeah. Did you guys know that there was a Dollhouse music video? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you That's mean? Probably a really um, <laughs> Okay, in the video. Either Topher or the actor play, who plays Topher gets a package in the mail, and inside is Kilo. What? <laughs> the link's going in the old Skype chat. <laughs> it's called Remains. He packs her, and she's full of styrofoam peanuts. What? Is this on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Consider it already watched. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. I will watch that one. That is crazy. Oh, there's multiple kilos in the box. <laughs> is this fan made or was this official uh, it oh, says official it vocals by Marissa Tekorin it says so it's by her, it? her Her and Jed Whedon, uh, Jed Whedon. so she is Jed's wife right okay. starring uh, Fran Kranz Thanks to Daikin Lockman, Enver. All these people have names I can't pronounce. I know the show has Tell me about it. interesting been... names. <laughs> you know, Daikin Lockman was on Agents of Shield, and she was awful. Oh, really? Just really? Terrible. In this, she's okay. 
though her accent does wander sometimes. Like I can't pin her accent down. But she was really bad on Eden Sincio. Oh, I thought she was really good in this. Yeah. But on that, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it, about that role, or it just wasn't a fit. Interesting. Mine is not the only opinion that's like that. I I (laughs) heard that a lot. I saw her just on a what is it? Maybe it was an Agents of Shield, just like a little TV spot while watching another program, like coming up or something. And I'm like, oh, it's Priya. Um, she's supposed to be on Supergirl. That was it. It was Supergirl. I need to watch that. I hear Supergirl's pretty good. I have zero interest. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks, Ray. Yes, thanks, Ray. I'm trying to find that. Post with Muchas. I can't find any of my posts of the shows. Where Let's are they? see here. Um, oh, no, there it is. What was the second one? I just totally ignored it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, she's got comments about the the previous two you watched. Yeah, because she had had a different opinion than the others, and so this is her maybe explaining it a little bit. I can read her comment. Yeah, yeah. why don't you read those? So, Nutty Nuchas says, Harold and me being so opposite on our views of it, you can see Boyd as the bad guy on rewatch. It total confirmation bias. I see it because I'm looking for it. He read so where it was out of left field, so he doesn't see it. I like your idea that Joss knew, but maybe not the others. For me, the clincher is the whole bit about who made Echo not kill Ballard and give him the message. They never explained it, so it makes it so it makes so much sense that it is Boyd. It's risky, but I feel like he's the type to have such an ego that he assumes his plan will work, much like he assumes he can mess with this technology and not bring about the end of the world or care about anything past his lifetime. Oh, yeah, I like and- having that kind of ego, just assuming that your plan will work. That that makes sense yeah, to me. I like that mm-hmm. too. Plus, there's a lot of people who just follow the leader and like that guy knows what he's doing. They'll just go along with it. True. And she goes on to say, oh, and one of the first episodes from season one explores the trust built in between Dahl and Handler and Boyd was relying on that so heavily. Why devote an early episode to this if it wasn't important? Yeah, I like well, that too. Well, I think it's important to the overall world building, the idea that the dolls answer to the handlers. But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mean that it, or, or think that it's important to an end game or, or uh, suggest that there's an, an, an end game. It felt important at the time, and I didn't know that he would be the bad guy at the end. Felt like they're right. building a relationship. That's what TV shows do. 
And it, it we, seemed needed, we needed Giles. a root for them. Yeah, I feel it like Giles. Giles-y. Yeah. But then they just kind of broke it off, and we were all very confused. They're like, what? He's the head of security now? What? Well, I think I said in my feedback last time that I once he stopped being her handler, I didn't know what his point was on the show. He was just kind of there. Yeah, I don't think we ever really grasped it either. I I don't know. Head of security, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, I I don't know. I think that could I don't know. <clears throat> I'm willing to go with it. I do need to see it again to really decide. <clears throat> that they knew all along. Yeah. And I still do like my idea that Joss knew, but maybe hadn't told the right. other writers or the uh, actor. Or actors. Like I said, I don't know. It works either way to me. Yeah, it works I either mean, way. If... If but it yeah, wasn't it totally all along, be. it worked. It worked really well to me. It could be confirmation bias, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we get into the episode? Although we've already talked about quite a bit of it. Yeah, we can just discuss our notes. <laughs> our notes, what we wrote down. So my first note is, Dumb Show's Butcher's Actual is Oh My. <laughs> My first note was Zone. I still really hate him. <laughs> My first note is, oh, yay, it's Zone. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, it's the Irish guy who shits his pants. <laughs> He's just pants on the I have Neuropolis. All right. <laughs> my next note is Neuropolis, the city of mines. Yeah, I'm going to try and have a good attitude about this. <laughs> Neuropolis, the city of mines. It used to be Tucson. That was my note. I just thought it was, I think it's just funny. Like, do people in Tucson know that eventually their city is going to be known as Neuropolis? Neuropolis. <laughs> it's just so stupid. If you ever meet somebody from Tucson, be like, no way, you're from Neuropolis? <laughs> it's such a dumb name. It's really stupid. <laughs> like it's like they... an eighth grade science fiction yes. dude writing a paper. <laughs> Why couldn't they have just kept it as Tucson? This is a this is only 10 years later. <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> the yeah. It's called Neuropolis, the city of mines. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just immediately flashed <laughs> to the writer of that and I pictured like a junior high kid <laughs> i know it's like it's like the world ended and they let a sixth grader like rename everything <laughs> okay we're gonna call tucson neuropolis uh, we're gonna call actuals dumb shows we'll call those guys butchers 
to Tiffany, take Tiffany, you stop, stop renaming things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep Neuropolis in. Are you happy? <laughs> <laughs> Neuropolis oh. is They've like put up a new sign. Welcome to Neuropolis. That's <laughs> it's got a picture of Simon Pegg's cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. Oh. <laughs> My next note is haha, this guy is harding now. So yeah. The glutton was Harding. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do you think that guy was wearing a fat suit or was he just naturally? I mean, he, he didn't really look that, that big. He I was mean, not that big. No, I saw a guy at work no. today who was, was a gentleman of large carriage. <laughs> much. <laughs> it's not. I wouldn't much describe this as obese. No, I would not. Yeah, a little hefty, a little zoptig. But yeah, not, like, not too obese, no. Mm-hmm. But they're like, oh, you're such a butterball. Yeah. If I was that I... actor, I'd be like, I'm not that fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's just because his original, you know, is David Carradine, who's just a very tall, lean guy. Right. And he, pro- it sounds like, I mean, the way they painted him and, you know, they did a good job painting him, <laughs> how he's been lately is that he just eats and <laughs> hangs out with chicks in bikinis, you know, just absolute pure, no discipline. Right, right. <laughs> okay, guys, in the future. There's a kind of person who put, gets put in bodies so they can eat, it, eat and eat and eat and eat. What is the future term for that kind of person? I'm going to call them roly-polies. <laughs> <laughs> Get Tiffany in here. <laughs> roly-poly shows. <laughs> um. Oh glutton I don't know I like roly polies <laughs> roly polies I was trying to think of a techie name <laughs> <laughs> um, what's a term if it's like you've filled up your hard drive mm. is there any term for that oh gotcha <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a techie I don't, person. I don't think there is. Hmm. You're just out you of hard drive space. Like a gig. <laughs> what? A gigabyte? <laughs> slow, slow down there, gigabyte. <laughs> Megabyte. Megabyte. <laughs> Done. That 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 works because they're he's taking megabytes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect. It's a it's okay. a pun and it's insulting <laughs> and, it's, and techie. it's techie. Yep. Megabytes. megabytes. That's what she should have called them instead of butterball. She called them megabyte. Oh, stupid show. Oh, <laughs> why not? 
have some consultants. <laughs> we would have kept it. It's Tucson. <laughs> oh, 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 when they said, hey, I'm backed up. I thought, I thought he meant constipated. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, this one can't poop. <laughs> I need a new suit. <laughs> I seriously did both times I watched this. I was backed up. Oh, right, right. You're backed up. Well, this, that's how, what we would think today, 10 years from now, Matt, backed up has a whole different meaning. Well, but I think it's because he had been eating so much. I thought there was like a correlation right. between that and... Right, right. Yeah. He wasn't eating a lot of fiber. Needs to eat some coal and blow. Leave it to Matt to make a 90s Saturday Night Live reference. Yeah. <laughs> leave, it to, leave it to us to know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> I like the little commune that Adele and Sierra live in. Yes. I like it too. The kids saw saw them growing strawberries and it's like awesome. <laughs> kids today would not song. find that awesome. <laughs> Put them in that world for 10 years. <laughs> That's what the kids of today need. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of apocalypse. Techie <laughs> one. So. Techpocalypse. So Victor and Sierra. I'm a little so Victor, Victor's like an android. Yeah, he figured out a way to like download onto his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about his gang. To me. Okay, I saw them as not working for Rossum. They were more like a army fighting against Rossum, right? I think so. And uh, Priya and her group just chose to just live a life out of everyone's way. Yes. Just a peaceful existence and he chose to fight against it. Right. So to me, what he did, it sounded like in his way it was, he chose a noble route but it's not noble because it's the one thing she asked him not to do. But in his mind, especially being a soldier, this was the only thing he could do to live with himself. Well, I think he was trying to protect her, too. I think he was trying to bring down Rossum. Yeah. Or whatever. Well, I thought he was, like, working. Well, no, because Rossum's already down, right? No. 
Well, there's that group. No, that's right. There's that group. Okay. They keep. They're all backed up. (laughs) 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 Colon blow for everyone. (laughs) uh, I had a slightly different read. I thought that he was using the war on Rossum as justification for his addiction to the tech. Well, I agree too. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that too. I think I'm not on his side about what he did. I don't know if it came across that way. I think in his mind, he was picking the noble route. But yes, I believe there's a lot of justification. And I think it probably started with getting that those judo moves mm-hmm. in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Like having that taste was probably, you know, and she didn't want to do it. And she ultimately decided to do it. And he did do some great things that day, but at what cost, I think, is kind of, if you were to ponder about it, you know, something you could think about, that that put him on that road. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, yeah, that little taste of the tech. And she just wanted to live, yeah, a quiet life. I mean, she's a mom now. Mm-hmm. I love that Adele's there with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. Adele is the best. I agree. I really love her. I think her arc is my favorite out of all the characters. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think she's the most, I think the most interesting things happened with her. I could never pin her down as Mm -mm. if she was good or bad or whose interests she was really looking out for. Was was she self-interested all the time or did she care about the dolls? Like I I could never really tell, but in these future episodes, she has a very motherly kind of. Just uh, her presence and the way that she cares for Topher and how oh. broken he is is yeah. really sweet. And just how broken she is over how broken Topher is, you know. I yeah. love it when she it, says, Topher Brink is a genius or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It it kind of makes me want to watch the series again just to see like their earlier stuff and just study Adele more. I don't know. She's yeah, fascinating. Yeah, a very interesting thing to watch the whole time doing mm-hmm. a rewatch now, knowing her arc. Yep. yep. And we never very did get a standard answer on if there was something about that tea. I thought Harold was like nudging us a little bit. Yeah, we never... I so think... Just honestly wondering... <laughs> I think I'm right that she's just English and she offers people tea. I made it as a joke. Maybe. I don't I think there was, I don't know. I don't think there was anything in the tea. Not even like St. John's Fort. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you that, Em. <laughs> just a little subtle calming. <laughs> has to be something. <laughs> okay, St. John's Wort. All right. 
<laughs> Em and Sue watch Dollhouse Canon. That would be a question for like if you're ever at a Comic Con and Joss Whedon's there, it'd be like, "What was in the tea?" He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> she was just English, and so we always wanted her serving tea. <laughs> I feel yeah. like there was some other bizarre thing we were gonna ask someone at a panel next time. Was it about Eliza Dushka being a Mormon? Is that <laughs> tell us about that or something like that? It was <laughs> we. I think we did feel unsatisfied over something stupid in a Buffy episode that we were like, "This is all we should ask." <laughs> yes it was something very know. insignificant yeah. that just really right. fucked us <laughs> oh no it was it had no i'm pretty sure it had to do with um eliza dishku's mormonism and some line she had or some yeah you did say something sue about how something like a let... song maybe like a song that's like known to or a oh, hymn oh. that's known to put your among... shoulder to the wheel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant her letting everyone pronounce Zion's Zion around her. <laughs> Why didn't you <laughs> correct them? <laughs> that's right. We wanted to ask Eliza. Yeah. That's what it was, right, Em? Yeah. But, yeah. Put your shoulder to the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than the regular questions they get. Seriously, they probably get asked the same stuff all the time. I bet they do. Oh, I liked it when Echo called Baby Caroline Mini-Me. That made me laugh. (laughs) I like that too. And I thought that the big truck that Victor and his gang drove, like when they were driving off, I was like, they need dudes on the back banging drums. (laughs) (laughs) Those like giant orchestra drums. (laughs) I totally went to the Mad Max. (laughs) I haven't seen it. (laughs) You didn't watch it with us? No. Oh. One of my notes here is, Victor's apocalyptic getup. Look at those metal shoulder pads. Those fakey metal decals on the scalp. The costume lady watched Mad Max and felt inspired. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It was very, they were very Mad Maxy feeling. Um,. Yeah, I've got a holy shit Ballard. I I just didn't see him getting shot coming. <laughs> that was that was weird. So yeah, why they do that? I guess I don't know. in her head at the end. I think they like that. <laughs> I think they really wanted that to happen. But yeah, that was just unexpected. Very. And and weirdly handled. Yeah. It was. And then Alpha. What a shock. It was great. Yeah. I was so shocked to see those dolls. And I loved 
what what did Echo say? Like, oh hell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I do my best. She's like, oh. <laughs> I want to do my best. I like pancakes. <laughs> oh hell. I was so shocked to see that. Yeah, that was weird. That was very shocking. And so, then Al was like, oh no. And then he's I like, know. cool. And he's all chill and they're all happy to see him. So that was a story that we missed. <laughs> so Alpha, okay. So he like saved a bunch of dumb shows from up above and brought them down there to keep them safe, right? Yes. So the butchers didn't get them? Am I getting the lingo right? (laughs) (laughs) Doing great. Doing a good job. (laughs) So. (laughs) Okay. But weren't like Zone and Mags just there? How long have they been gone? Not that long. It seems like they took baby Caroline somewhere in a car. Right. Captured. Saw those guys and then came back. And (laughs) they went from Los Angeles to Tucson, right? Right. I mean, Neuropolis. I'm sorry. Neuropolis. Get her (laughs) to the mind. I mean, LA to Tucson is not that far. Sorry, Neuropolis is not that far. <laughs> no. I guess in, a, in, a, in an apocalypse, I guess it could take longer. Right. Yeah. Or it could like take less time. Siphoning gas. And... Right. True. So, okay. To drive currently would take about seven hours at the minimum in light traffic, eight and a half at the most. Right. So it's averaging about eight hours just to drive to Tucson. And while you're there, I recommend checking out the Biosphere. Biosphere 2. It's a pretty cool attraction. Oh, is it? At least it was back when I saw it in the 90s. May not be there still. <laughs> well, that's right. But I'm if like... you're ever in an apocalypse and you're on your way to Neuropolis, check out the Biosphere 2. <laughs> <laughs> Let Matt know if it's still up. <laughs> I mean, I'm still there. I forgot that you lived in Arizona previously. Actually, I um, that was where, back when I was like in middle school. Uh, my uh, uncle moved to Phoenix, and we went and we visited him. And I really, really wanted my parents to drive me to Tucson so I could go tour the biosphere. But you couldn't go inside. Mm-hmm. But you could go around the outside of it, and uh, and that was cool enough. enough. It was very. It was really cool. I was fascinated by the entire endeavor. That is pretty crazy. It must be huge. Yeah, how big is it? I don't recall. It's got to be pretty big. Okay, so we'll just... So Alpha just 
Well, we can give them generously a few weeks. Yeah. And it's not like the dollhouse was all blown up and stuff. But he would have had to... But all those guys, butchers, came in. So, eh, shush. The Biosphere 2 is 3.14 acres. Oh. I mean, that's big, but not enormous. Uh I was picturing much bigger. And there was also... So they, I was expecting to find a bunch of dead, rotting bodies. Because Same. And we never saw Amy Acker. Where'd she go? Because she, didn't she get, didn't they, I guess, Alpha, like, cleaned them all up? Because those people all got, maybe they were getting dump showed. <laughs> I've, like, fallen into that name so well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That gas she really kill? loves that word. <laughs> No, I thought the gas, gas not killed kill him. him. It turned him into. No, I bet it killed him. Okay. So Alpha must have cleaned out those bodies, because there would have been all those butchers that were coming after him when they escaped. Plus, whiskey. I'm also. I couldn't stop thinking about the supply of food they must have. <clears throat> Yeah, someone said they had a lot of food. Guess so, because they were going to live for a year without getting any more food. I think we learned that in Epitaph 1. Well, I I forgot our character now. Oh, um, Whiskey. Whiskey was saying there was food in the kitchens. Right, right, that's right. Now... So I rewatched Epitaph 1, but it was kind of at night. I was laying in bed. I don't know. How did Whiskey go? Because last time we had seen her, she was that Randolph guy, right? Yeah, they didn't let us know anything. Nothing. And she wasn't even mentioned in Epitaph 2. Nope. Okay. So, okay. I was, it hit me today. I was thinking, I was like, wait, did we learn? No, something, having her be Clive to being that kind of crazy doll in Epitaph 1, we just have no idea what happened. And then I think we assume she just killed herself in the gas at the end of Epitaph 1. And then she's not right. even mentioned. Okay. So Alpha must have gone back to the dollhouse, found all the bodies, cleared them out, <clears throat> and saved a bunch of dumb shows from up, up above. Yeah, and, you know, found all their little pajamas and had them do yoga. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the Skype chat, you will see two links. The first is the link to the phonetic alphabet. A is for alpha, B is for bravo. Oh, okay. You got your victors, uh-huh. your whiskeys there. The second link are all the names that they used at some oh. point during the show. So our job is to 
pick ourselves out some dollhouse uh, names that have not been picked. So we can figure out what our dollhouse names would be. Oh. Well. Oh, damn it. Quebec was already used. Golf sounds pretty uh, white. I like. Oh, was Tango used? Wait. Yep, Tango. Yeah, Tango's they been used. used. So they're blue. <clears throat> we got Romeo and Papa. I'm gonna I'm gonna claim Bravo before it gets uh, scooped up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all I'm getting are the. Where do we see the ones that aren't used? The link oh, no. It's, it's the link above. Yeah, there's two links there. Huh. We have to go back and forth. M is Mike. I, I know, right? Boring. We talked about that before. We were like, that's lame. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. I, that would have been the one I would have picked because I'm lame, but it was already picked, so I couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> Got uh, Charlie. Yeah, Zulu's um, a good one. Zulu. Do you feel like a Zulu M? I kind of like that. What about India? Mm, I don't feel. What about X-ray? I feel too white to pull out. They were too white to be Indian. Yeah. <laughs> what about golf? Because golf feels like the too white name. I know. Golf would be. We grew up with golf. Juliet. Uh-huh. I could. No, that's my husband's ex-wife's name. <laughs> Oscar. I like Oscar. <laughs> I like Oscar. Okay, I'll be Oscar. You can be Zulu M. Okay. I'm Bravo. And you're Bravo. Okay. We have our yay. We have our dollhouse names. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of them now. I like pancakes. I do like pancakes. (laughs) I'm trying to be my best. (laughs) Was I my best? Um. Yeah. So that's kind of. So Alpha left, so that he could stay Alpha because he felt like he had more control. He was afraid he'd lose control. Right? He, he'd have That's... to stay. Because leaving, he'd go back to his psychopathic persona. What happened to him? He left before Topher blew up the thing. He didn't want to be there. Well, that doesn't make sense. Wouldn't who he is now be the safest? I don't know. Yeah, he should have been farther down from the pulse bomb thing to avoid its effect. Right, he left so he could have avoid the effect. Right, but it but didn't the th- but the thing was going to be dispersed throughout the atmosphere, which is why they had to do it so high up, so right. that it would cure everyone. So he shouldn't have gone anywhere. He should have gone farther down. He should have stayed with Echo. Just stayed. Right. Yeah. 
What are we crawled missing in, here? Crawled into someone, his little cubby someone hole. mentioned he left, though. I think Adele mentioned he left. I know, which doesn't make yeah. sense. Okay. Except unless he, he thought that he, unless he was so concerned that he would turn back that he wanted to get a, as far away from the people he cared about as possible. Well, he was like a prisoner, right? Before so he was original, adult? His original personality was named Carl William Kraft. And he was a prisoner. They experimented on him. Yes. And he had a psychopath- psychopathic brain. He hadn't killed anybody yet, but he had the like tools in his car. And he had kidnapped people. He just didn't have the chance yet or something like that. Right. So that doesn't make sense to me. That's why it kind of confused me. Because he and Echo are basically kind of the same. And she just stayed in the dollhouse and she seemed fine. I don't know. Well, she stayed in there because I think she wanted to stay who she was. Right. Echo instead of Caroline. Right. But she was now Echo with Caroline. Right? Caroline was in there now? Or was she just Caroline? No, she's Echo, right? I thought she was just Echo. I thought Caroline... I don't know what happened to Caroline. I guess I didn't really care about Caroline. (laughs) Neither did Echo. (laughs) But they needed her. Oh, did they never put her in her head? You know? No, I don't remember. Well, no, because he recognized Boyd. That's how she knew it was Boyd, right? Maybe they just maybe they just put her on a thumb drive. Is it? <laughs> we need an expert. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I thought that I thought she did get Caroline in her because that's how she knew Boyd was Rossum. Oh yeah, because it was Caroline who saw him, right? Yeah. Okay, they put Caroline in there, and then Boyd um, drugged her. Right, right. So I'm sure they didn't take Caroline out. So she was Echo plus Caroline. Yes, that's what I thought. Okay. You know, we never did read the wiki recap for Epitaph 2. We did not, did we? Do you think it'll help us? (laughs) I don't know. I'll read it. Um, In the year 2020, one one year after the events of Epitaph 1. Oh, it's a year later. Okay, one year. That would have helped. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were just rolling around for a year. Interesting. Okay. I did not catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Is it possible Caroline is gone if... If she was in the the little girl, uh-huh. and they're all just re- reverted back to the original personalities, is it possible that Caroline just gets wiped completely? I don't think so, because she kept saying, I'm you, or 
how'd you learn to do that? Same place you did. But that was when Caroline was in the little girl's head earlier. Right. I think Caroline just got wiped from the little girl. And then it's just gone. Yeah. Gone from the just little girl. That. But... Yeah, that Caroline is gone. Right. Unless there's enough backup somewhere. Well, I think there's a backup backup in Echo. In Echo. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Caroline's in Echo now. Sorry. Please re- please no, okay. uh, resume your recap. Uh, Echo, <laughs> we're doing this all backwards. Um, Echo and her team rescue Topher and the last of the actuals, guess her, blah, 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 um, from the hands of the Rossum Corporation after he reveals that he can restore the world to order. After reuniting with Tony, who is a tech head, Echo and her team race to Los Angeles, which is now a war zone. They fight their way in through the butchers, mindless killing machines, and Paul Ballard is killed. Echo breaks down, and Priya and Tony argue about why they are no longer together. Alpha returns and reveals that he has taken over the dollhouse and is using it as a refugee for wiped beings, reformed from his past. Tony renounces the tech, and Priya reveals that her son T is Tony's son and is named after his father. Was, what? Was, was that a reveal? <laughs> it was a, a reveal to the little kid. Yeah, yeah. a reveal to the kid. <laughs> not to us. <laughs> if anyone didn't catch that, you <laughs> should not watch TV. <laughs> um, Tover uses help from recordings of Bennett Halverson and sacrifices his own life to detonate the wiping signal into the ionosphere. Dispersing it over the world and restoring everyone's mind to order. DeWitt begins the cleanup process as Tony, Priya, and T reunite as a family. Echo finds one finally, final gift from the imprinting technology and downloads Paul's personality within her. With the memory of her lover literally living inside of her, Echo settles down to sleep in her old sleep pod to dream of Paul and of a world restored to sanity with a smile on her face. Well, I didn't know that part. I think you're taking some uh, <laughs> artistic license. Are there <laughs> some license there, Wiki? <laughs> I tell you, I'm going on this Wiki, and I'm going to start editing it. I'm going to put in uh, megabytes in here. <laughs> <laughs> Make it official. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna edit that that synopsis. In, in the future, Echo encounters a megabyte, <laughs> and, then, and then the next Dollhouse podcast who reads that will be like, "Oh, I don't remember that." <laughs> they said megabyte. You need to put it in the like glossary, yeah. the Dollhouse Wiki, if they have glossaries. Yeah, I I enjoyed this series more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, definitely. I was pretty sure you and I were going to end up like hate watching it. Yeah, we were like, this will be fun. Hate watch. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when I actually kind of enjoyed it. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoy the um the questions and the philosophies it raises. Yeah, it lent to some interesting discussions and yeah. Interesting talking points. Yeah. Well that's science fiction. Yeah. True. Catcher didn't I don't know. She came over on Sunday. She brought her dog over for a little doggy date. And I was telling her how we were recording the last one. And she's like, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so she's glad it's over. You know, what wasn't in this episode was Summer Glau's mole that she has in her eyebrow. She I know nothing about this mole. She has a mole in her eyebrow. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched that video of of her talking to Topher and uh, didn't see it. It's a conspiracy. Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, Molly, Molly. <laughs> so. Fun. I liked it. I'm glad we watched it. Yep. I could have watched another 13. I, I was enjoying watched, it. I, I, I was finally enjoying it. I mean, that's not the right way to say it. I was finally like. I really want to see the next one. I didn't feel that way for quite a while. Like if I, I only had snippets of that once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, but for twenty-six episodes, it. it was pretty solid. For twenty, there are a lot of shows that, for in their first twenty-six episodes, don't are not as good as this. I agree. Buffy and Angel are probably two of those. Yep. Speaking of, we got to rank this one. Maybe, maybe. This got better before Buffy and Angel got better. (laughs) I would disagree because I'm looking at the Buffy uh, episode list and I I really feel like Buffy got good with the Halloween episode. And that was episode Mm. 18. Yeah, but I was like all in on this one by like episode, was it 11? Briar Rose? Uh, Episode 18. Yeah, I'm just saying when I started really liking Dollhouse was before I started really liking Buffy. Episode 26 of Buffy was Innocence. Surprise and Innocence. Well, that's when it really gets good. Right. I think those two episodes of Buffy were like transcendent television. And this is, and I don't know if I feel the same way about The Hollow Men and Epitaph 2. No, I I don't. Mm Mm-mm. I think that Dollhouse has an advantage of being newer, so it just looks better. 
and the Mm -hmm. cast and crew have a better sense of what, you know, how to work in the medium. And Buffy was very constrained by budget and the network. Right. Though I did read an interview with Joss Whedon about Dollhouse, and he said something like, by the season two finale, we didn't have like two nickels to rub together or something, he said. (laughs) Because I was trying to find out if this show ended like he originally wanted it to end. Like, I, I wanted to know, was this the plan all along? Did it go this direction because they needed to wrap things up? and have some sort of conclusion or was this always going to be the end? Right. It sounds like it was, there was just supposed to be like three more seasons in between. Right. And they could have made like the Senator Perrin arc an yeah, entire season. That should have about... been the entire second season. Right. 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 Like there's a, there's a doll in the government. Yeah. That's... That would have been so interesting. You know, they could have done some fun stuff with that. Yeah, but and like we were saying, I'd rather have what we got instead of, oh, and then they were going to do this, and then they were going to do this, rather than just having that one season of The Senator and then be like, okay, they got canceled, it's done. That's true. This is all the stuff they were going to do. We would have been like, whoa, no way. So I'm happy we got a condensed version of everything instead of this drawn out version of a couple stories. Still, were. when this show started in his first couple episodes, I never got a sense that it was going to go anywhere big. Mm-mm. No. So I wonder at the beginning, where where did they think this was going to go? Mm-hmm. Were they just going to be content to play around with the premise for a while? Or did Joss Whedon think, hey, by the end of this, I want to do this like apocalyptic thing? I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to show the worst of what could happen with this kind of technology. I, I bet he had that in mind. I do too. I bet he did. Anything I found about um about this uh series had to do with like identity, like he was very interested in playing with identity and consent and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um but I didn't see too much about the tech cuz he's a very character driven writer. Right. Not so much with the science fiction aspect. But I think that shows um, uh, I think there's a heavy character aspect to going apocalyptic. Because well, we know he loves, a, he loves an apocalypse. Made. Yes. And reading some of these articles, there are quite a few, uh, quite a number of people who are very concerned about the issue of consent in in all of this, and have a have a really tough time reconciling the premise. See, and I've heard of that a little bit. Yeah, but I say this show when it's, and I talked about this when we had Neutros on. It's like when a show is showing you. That it's bad when it's not glorifying it. It's not saying this is a good thing. It's shining a light on how it's bad. Then I don't get having a problem with it. 
Well, I can only see having a problem with it if you don't like to feel uncomfortable when you watch TV. Right. And okay. I feel like we are people who like a movie or a TV show that really unsettles us. Right. And I have mm-hmm. a problem. And that. And some people that don't is like that I at need all. To remember that I have a problem remembering that everyone doesn't want to get into the nitty gritty and the dirt and the emotions and. Right. You know, I like the. You like, like to feel something and you like to. Yeah. And probably I like that. I uh, Do you like those kind of like I, I call mindfuck movies, but they're like just they put you through like the emotional ringer. And then afterwards you feel like dizzy and you have to sit down and like really think about it for a while totally. like, with it in oh, your yeah. head and sit down and be like, oh, that was a that was a trial and a trauma. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch <laughs> that thing again. But wow. You bet. Some people hate. Some people don't like that. They was they just want comfort food. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. No, they're just I like to Disney be and, Yeah, no, I like a movie to just make just unsettle and just pull the rug out from under me and make yeah, me think and I have a, in ways I've I never thought. I have a thought. philosophical thinking mind. I like to mm-hmm. philosophize about what I'm watching. So I can understand why there are people who are like they they'd start with Dollhouse and be like, "This is icky. I'm not going to yeah, watch I it anymore." I forget. I forget those people exist. Well, and we felt that way, but we kept going. I mean, right. it didn't stop us. We were like, "This is, you know, especially those first couple episodes. It really feels like, okay, is she just a prostitute? <laughs> you know, right?" But I think even then there was hints that it was a bad thing. Well, yeah, yeah. And we knew it couldn't just keep going on like that. That's just, yeah. it's a Joss Whedon show. No way is this, you know. It's got to get, be more interesting. Well, before you rank this, I just want to briefly mention Olivia Williams is going to be on a new ITV drama premiering next year. It's called The Halcyon. I don't know if you guys have read about this yet. Uh-uh. It's an is, is that, uh, what's her name? It's Adele, Adele, Adele. Yeah. Okay. who I think is the best actress on the show. Best actor, best actress. Um, she was opinion. fantastic. Yeah, it was very so good. the Halcyon is an eight part drama set in 1940. The story of a bustling and glamorous five star hotel at the center of London society and a world at war. Ooh. London life through the prism of war and the impact it has on families, politics, relationships and work across every social strata, set to a soundtrack of the music of the era. It's like a Mr. Selfridge without... What's in a name? hotel. In a hotel. Without I, Piven. Yeah. Without, without Piven. Without a slimy Jeremy Piven. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> amazing. That sounds cannot, really good. It sounds like they made the show for me. That sounds <laughs> like, really what does Matt want to watch? Olivia Williams <laughs> in 1940 uh, Hotel? In London? in London, let's make that. Let's make that. Done. That's amazing. That sounds <laughs> great. Watched. So, it's What's coming it next Denver? year. The Halcyon. Is it right like now. a masterpiece theater, or is it like a BBC? Uh, it's on ITV, and I guess that's the network that did Downton. I know it's from one of the producers of Downton. Eyeliner. Julian Fellows. <laughs> yeah, ITV did Downton, so it's the same network. So I'm sure it's going to be on PBS. Sweet. That sounds great. Yep. 
We will totally watch that. I'm going to watch the crap out of that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I love old hotels. <laughs> yep. Hotel everyone. Old joke. <laughs> that should have been your uh, dollhouse name then, hotel. <laughs> I know, I know. I briefly considered it. <laughs> it would have been appropriate for me, being that I work in the industry, kind of. Um. Okay, ranking. Uh, I bet they can really 1940s up Olivia, too. I bet you yeah, she, she'll look great. She looks like she's from that era. Yeah. I briefly watched Manhattan, in which she played a, a biologist, I think, mm-hmm. or botanist. She was a botanist. I didn't make it through the first season. It was a little too slow for me, a little too... This is mm. not the Woody Allen movie. <laughs> no, it's about the Manhattan Project. Right, right. I remember hearing about that. So that took place in 1943. Right. And she was very period appropriate then. She just kind of has that look. Just kind of that... Women from that era. Yeah. Cool. All right, Em. Ranking... Okay. I'm always scared. I know. I liked it. I thought this was good. I thought it was a good series ender. I It wrapped up more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. You know, I was really happy to see Alpha um, yeah, I like Topher redeeming himself. He Topher did. I always was pulling for Topher that he was gonna end up being the good guy, right? And I thought he his acting was really good in this. It was. It was. Just um, kind of played kind of a mental breakdown, post mental breakdown. Just a broken person. Mm-hmm. And I do like that it ends on a this is over now and the world can try and rebuild. So you're not like it doesn't end with you just going, Oh man. Yeah, happens? like the first one ended. Right, right. So I I think it's right up there. In the top few slots, like I would almost put it at like number three, like after Hollow Man. I think I still liked Hollow Man better. Definitely Hollow Man better, but I think this was better than getting closer. Yeah, it probably was. I think you're right. I was going to put it more like number four or five, but I think you're right. I think it is. I, I, yeah, I think it's better than getting closer. Well, Even I don't know. With getting lost that's for, the Boyd reveal, huh? Yeah, there's some, there's some, some points lost. <laughs> power down, Sue. Zone. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. I was thinking of all the good stuff, bad stuff. (laughs) 
How about in between getting closer and Briar Rose then? I can be on board with that. Just thinking of the good stuff. Ooh, but the good stuff of Briar Rose is so good. I know, right? Do you want to weigh in here, Matt? What do you think? This is the hardest one. <laughs> do you think we're mm-hmm. crazy for doing it this high? Like, I'm just enjoying enjoying okay. this uh, <laughs> discussion. This is my new favorite segment. I do hope that when you do future series that you keep this bit. I want official rankings of everything. Okay, we'll everything. do it. I love it. Okay. Um, so then there's belonging. That's the one where Sierra mm. kills that dude. <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> I, Nolan. I really think it's either above or below Briar Rose, but I'm trying to decide what. Okay. I'm with you there. I'll let you make because now I'm even trying to remember Briar Rose I remember that's the one where Echo is like the counselor for that like foster girl right? Yeah and Ballard finds Alpha but doesn't know it's him and it's that funny stuff at his apartment Oh, that's right, that's right. Carrot marijuana. (laughs) Oh, dang, dang, that's right. That is a tough one then. Um, I think in both of them, the good stuff was really good. mm -hmm. Even maybe the good stuff in Epitaph 2 was even better than the good stuff in Briar Rose. But the bad stuff, <laughs> bad stuff was worse. Was worse. Okay. Was way worse. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm gonna have to put it below. Okay. So in between um, Briar Rose and Belonging. Mm-hmm. I think that's a. I think that is a good fit. Okay. I like it there. Cool. I hope you guys post the uh, the official ranking on the group. I yeah. will post the official list. Yep. I'm I'm pretty proud of our list. I like it. Kind of looking at the top ten. I think it's a good top ten. I agree. And you know, so, there's some great episodes all the way down to like twenty. Yeah, the good really um, so I would the- say all the way up to yeah, like 20. True Believer wasn't that bad either. I would say... Is that 21? I don't get the full... I can't get... Oh, here I go. I oh, yeah, scroll down. That around. It wouldn't... Um, what are the bottom three? The Target, Ghost, and Stage Fright. Yeah, that sounds right. And Haunted is just above Target. <laughs> I think I like the concept of Target and idea, or not Target, uh, Haunted. Just the idea mm-hmm. of you the can investigate your own murder kind of thing. Yeah, right. it was just the execution was. Yeah, the execution it was, was not. Good. It was done poorly. 
It really uh, was. I'm surprised by this list of the worst episodes, best and worst episodes of Dollhouse does not have stage fright at the bottom. Like, how can oh. you have an I haven't I looked at it yet. I saw, I, I looked at it. And I was surprised too. <laughs> That's easily the worst. Like, Well, and I looked at both lists and the, I don't, did either one have Omega in there? One of them did, right? I think one of them had Omega in their top five. Because that's our number one. I haven't looked at it, but yeah. I'm looking at the second one here. Yeah, the second list does have Omega as number four. Okay. But they have Ghost as number five. Yeah. Pilot, which is pretty pretty bad pilot, really. Okay, so Ghost. In the top five. Ghost is number five of the whole series? Yeah. yeah, according to this list. What? And we have it to like. We have number 25. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ghost is the pilot, right? Is that? Yes. Yeah, that's not great. And this list does not include the worst of but i don't know how a worst of can't have stage fright on it i don't know either that That was was terrible garbage it was dinky (laughs) (laughs) really bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i yeah because ghost you also you gotta like what is that You don't hear that? Uh-uh. Ooh, what is it? Is it a little girl crying? <laughs> no, it's like a ad. Okay, sorry. It must be on your computer. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Okay. Yeah, Ghost, you gotta, like, give that a... It's the pilot. So it's gotta be better than, I don't know... I don't see how it's number five. <laughs> and there are I good pilot like episodes of TV shows, but sure, the pilot needs to be good. But this was actually like the second attempt at a pilot. Yeah, <laughs> and it still wasn't that good. Uh-uh. So well, all right, we did it, Em. <laughs> That's Dollhouse. I liked it. I like talking about it. It's a fun show to discuss. It is. It definitely is. We had some interesting conversations. Yeah. So I'm glad we watched it. I was not looking forward to it, but I'm glad we did. (laughs) I was interested. I was interested, I was but I, yeah, but I thought it was going to, yeah, I don't know. I didn't think I was going to like it all that much. Yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised. I figured if, you know, at worst, it would just be fun to talk about how bad it was. Exactly. But well played, dollhouse. <laughs> well mm. played. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well. I, let's officially make um, Sue watches Dr. Horrible next. Okay. Okay. Do you want to say anything about it before you see it? Me? Yeah. Um, expectations? Well, I'm expecting it to be good. I love Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, you're a big fan of his. Me too. So, it's not that I am grudgingly watching it. I'm just not a huge musical fan. Mm-hmm. There's some musicals I like, and I like them a lot, but I'm I just I don't like every single musical. I don't and like I, a single I one. I have a hard I time. A musical fan. <laughs> uh, I just feel like I've got enough musicals that I like. I don't need new ones. <laughs> 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 so I don't know. That's like every um, older person. It's like I don't need to see that. Right. I'm good, thanks. I've seen enough. <laughs> I like this, but it's not like I've ever sat and listened to the soundtrack or anything. Right. No, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm excited. I'll have to find a way to watch it. I'll- Last okay. I checked, it was just easy to find on YouTube. Yeah, oh, probably. Is. Okay. Okay, I can do that. So, yeah, let's do... Let's do that next. Okay. I think B said she'd join us for that. Okay. I think we're, um, we need to do a, what we've been watching too. Yeah, for sure. I've got a list going. Too. So <laughs> we need to get, get I'm on just, that. I'm just reading the wiki right now for Dr. Horrible and one of the cast members, Simon Helberg as Moist. Dr. Horrible's friend and sidekick who has the underwhelming ability to to dampen things. (laughs) Simon Helberg, isn't he on Big Bang Theory? Is that why? Yes. Okay, I like him too. Okay, well. I I think you'll enjoy it. I think I will. It's pretty thin. There's not much to it. Well, you know, I put it on my list when it was on Netflix and you know, I'd be going through my list. I'm like, Oh, I need to watch this. And it's like, eh, I'm not watching a musical. It's just that dang musical thing. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I know I need to get over it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just get over it. (laughs) Okay. I will. It's Joss Whedon. It's, I know. I know. It's got that little, uh, once more with feeling vibe to it. Well, which was great. And I think all that happened before I really became a big Joss Whedon fan. Right. You know, I think it was all before I watched all of Buffy and all of Angel and now all of Dollhouse. That's right, because it's been off Netflix for years. Yeah, I think I think I knew he had done those shows and I had seen it in the woods. Because of Neil Patrick Harris. Probably, yes. So. And there was a lot of buzz about it when it happened. Right, right. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll watch it. I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably, like, become its biggest fan. (laughs) 
<laughs> so. All right. So that's next. That will be next. Yep. So. All right. Well, I got to get up early. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> but it was fun. That was fun. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad that you were here for the the series finale. It's fun it having fun. another newbie's take on the whole thing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is a good show to just have all newbies. We were just like, <laughs> we were like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and we had no idea. I think this is what, <laughs> I don't know, Em, I think this is what we need to do is just do these intro casts where we're just newbies. <laughs> We just make a third podcast. <laughs> yep. Well, I I will say I'm I really want you guys to cover Carnival because there's so much to discuss. Do you want us to do it like we did Dollhouse? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just two at a time. <laughs> yeah, two at a time. And just two people swim in the waters <laughs> without a paddle. Yes. I'm up for it. I know Kat watched it and she liked it. So maybe Kat could come on once in a while as a... We have questions. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a little Dear Cat corner. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Cat and Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Carnival. Carnival will go on the list. I've always been curious about watching it. Yeah, me too. Okay. Maybe we'll do that after uh, Firefly or something. Yeah. So. All right, then. Well, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.
Yeah, bro, that's uh, that's my other account, my other Skype account. Oh. I know you guys like to record podcasts like over and over again, but I'd rather not. So <laughs> we don't actually. We don't like it one <laughs> one tiny bit. We hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, we have Sue's and Tua Matt's. Yep, mine says it's recording. It said that before though. It's a liar. <laughs> mine yeah. mine doesn't even have a pretense anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Lisa's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I like to think that when you open your MP3, MP3 Skype recorder, it's just a person like shrugging their shoulder like their hands, like, I don't know. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> plugging I, and unplugging things. <laughs> I tried uninstalling it and installing it again, and it's just weird. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> well, I think between mine and Matt's too, I think I think we're covered. I feel safe. I feel good. I I feel good. I feel confident. Same. Let's do this. What I find funny now when I watch the Dick Van Dyke show, and I honestly do watch a little of it almost every day of my life to this day, um, I realize that it is happening like exactly during the time of Mad Men, like in the same city, just like one street down. <laughs> <laughs> like the Alan Brady show is being written in New York City. Probably somewhere around Madison Avenue. Mm-hmm. And it's That's just so funny. weird. <laughs> That's funny. It's a it's a different dynamic in that office. That's <laughs> 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 just a funny little thought. You could watch yeah. like you could do like a combined Mad Men Dick Van Dyke show podcast someone make that happen me <laughs> i wonder if there's like i bet you go on youtube you'll find like a Mad Men, but with like a laugh track like a dick van dyke kind of scenario <laughs> like a matchup or the, or the dick van dyke show but in the style of Mad Men. <laughs> oh my gosh i think we're on to something maybe even just those <laughs> mad famous Mad Men next time on how vague they they always were. Maybe like next time on the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> or you could you could like reimagine each episode of the Dick Van Dyke show a little more in the Mad Men world. Like what probably was actually happening, except back in those days everything was so like whitewashed <laughs> on TV. Yeah. But well, maybe um. Maybe we'll the ideas to, are flying. <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll have to do like a Sue watches Mad Men, but we always watch a Dick Van Dyke show too. <laughs> and that'll just be a segment of Sue watches Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's 2018. <laughs> I was supposed to write down plot plot uh, ideas for Single Vampire Dad. I forgot to oh. do that. I was gonna bring some. Oh, I I came up with one Halloween idea. Okay, well, single single vampire dad. He he's very self conscious of being a vamp. He's the only vampire on the block, so his daughter gets all the neighbors to dress up as vampires. 
<laughs> for their Halloween party. <laughs> and he comes dressed in like a sweater vest. And he's like a human. So they're all vampires. And he's the human. Wait, wait, wait. Before we discuss it, okay. we need to come up with our, all, um, our new single vampire dad. And how we're going to work this now that Scott Mayo got fired for liking Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, oh <no>. our... <laughs> that's right. We lost our lead actor. <laughs> but I think we should be one of those shows that just replaces the actor and pretends nothing happened. Like, like Bewitched. Like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I like my guy. idea of his, of his um, brother, his gay brother and his partner moving in. <laughs> <laughs> and one's a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, one's a werewolf. She's also. <laughs> Maybe we could get John Stamos to fill oh, in for John Stamos. Replace Scott Bale. Yep, done. I like that. I like it too. <laughs> oh, who's John Stamos voting John- for? Chachi, you're out. <laughs> John Stamos is on, on Twitter. Should I tweet him and ask him, say, before I before we cast you in Single Vampire Dad, who are you voting for? <laughs> we need to know your political affiliations. <laughs> it's not just that he was voting for him. He Well, there's a picture of him here with Barack Obama saying, feeling politically sentimental today, need a caption, please. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, then it's safe. John Samuels is our new single vampire dad. Yep, Don is locked in. <laughs> Don't screw it up, Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> Don't screw it up like you did with Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca, when he was married to Rebecca Romine, oh, right, Stamos. So, <laughs> but I like that. I like everyone dressing up like a vampire <laughs> for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hijinks! <laughs> Sweater vest. <laughs> Funny. There should be like. His office has a blood drive. Because <laughs> <laughs> he works in a cubicle office, right? He. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the most like. Oh well, no, it boring have... American job. Right, but at night. But they do a blood drive, and. You'd have to work the night shift. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a night shift. But he has to make up all sorts of excuses as to why why he can't participate in the blood drive. <laughs> or be in the building. <laughs> <laughs> just he should just call off that day. Maybe he just stays at home that day and drives his daughter crazy. And it's like, oh, it's blood drive day again. 
dad gonna be totally <laughs> maybe the blood drive is like the series finale it's one of those shocking series finales like remember that remember that series finale of elf where elf gets like taken by the government it'd be like a single vampire dad i can't believe that this comedy went so dark in its final episode when they had that blood drive episode and single vampire dad just massacred everybody that he worked with and just everybody <laughs> <laughs> Who he saw just, that coming? <laughs> that would be. Amazing. He just went crazy with the scent of blood in the air. <laughs> just killed everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be amazing. No, he could work during the day. You just have to shush how he gets there, and then he just. Oh, yeah, he can. He can just put a blanket over him. <laughs> <laughs> and lots of hijinks, having to go to his boss's office with the window. <laughs> because <laughs> he made sure to get a dark office <laughs> yes yes I like the idea of him working in a in an office in a cubicle he takes a subway and maybe uh, in, in our universe vampires don't turn you know burst into flames in the sunlight they just get really bad sunburn so the longer he stays in the sunlight like he becomes like redder and redder and then his skin starts to peel. I think it sparkle like the um, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> so he just puts like a base on his face, so he doesn't sparkle too much. <laughs> heavy foundation and pancake. <laughs> Hey, uh, single vampire dad, uh, <laughs> we're having a manda- mandatory work retreat. Uh, it's out in the, uh, it's out in Death Valley. There's very little shade. You must attend. <laughs> oh no, how am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the difficulty of being a vampire. <laughs> And a single dad. And a single dad. <laughs> he meets the perfect woman. He's like, oh, I met met this girl on a blind date. She's just gorgeous and funny. Uh-oh. Find out she's a, a vampire bigot. <laughs> she's she wants, anti-vampire. She hates those vampires. Oh, no. <laughs> she's so perfect. Well, well. <laughs> she's so good with my kid, too. <laughs> Her last name is Van Helsing. (laughs) (laughs) No, his boss is Van Helsing. (laughs) Always have to get that. Have you seen the uh, the movie Vamps? Mm -mm. Uh, Wallace Shawn plays Van Helsing. (laughs) And. Is it you, know, you know Wallace, Wallace Shawn from uh, like Clueless, yes. and his son is uh, played by Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, and uh, he's Dan Stevens starts dating a vampire. He starts dating Alicia Silverstone. No, he uh, Kristen Ritter. That's who he starts to date. I don't know who that is. Kristen Ritter from uh, Jessica Jones. Oh no, she was. Yeah. Um, she was Thank on uh, Breaking Bad. 
Oh, she was the girlfriend. She's the girlfriend then. And she yeah. played Jessica Jones. I've seen plays, her picture. Yeah. Yes. So for the Defenders podcast, for bonus episode, we watched Vamps and then recorded a podcast about it. Is and it a comedy? It is a comedy. Uh, people would disagree or that, that it was uh, funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny in okay. parts, but on the podcast, just about everyone disliked it. The producers and writer thought they were making a comedy. Yes. Yeah, it's just it's very broad. Uh, it's by Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed Clueless. So it's got Alicia Silverstone and Wallace Shawn in it. Uh, really, Clueless. Uh, but I'm a Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver is in it as well, Dan Stevens. It's it's a great cast. It just doesn't land a lot of its jokes. But it has its moments. How do you watch it? How you... With your eyeballs. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it on any... Uh, streaming service? Streaming service. How? That's a good question. How did I see it? Oh, Justin Kirk's in it. I like him. I must have rented it from the library. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I did. I rented it from the library. Nothing about this looks familiar to me. Like, not even, like, the cover, like, the photo. I think this would be a, a good movie to watch with a group and just kind of make fun of it. Um, Sounds like something, like, Matt and I would watch. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's fairly recent, too. 2012. I would say watch wow. it and then listen to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe we will. Mm-hmm. So back to Dalhouse. Okay, Dalhouse. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, in honor of this recording. I am drinking Unita Pumpkin Ale. Comes all the way from Salt Lake City. Oh, hell. oh you yeah. went to. Uinta. Oh, Uinta. <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> like, I've said it correctly before, beer, but <laughs> I can never remember. I never say it the same way twice. <laughs> like, I've never heard of that one. Then I'm spelling Uinta. it in my head. <laughs> yeah, Uinta. <laughs> I, I, and I try to remember, too, like, uh, you into that? You into. Yeah. <laughs> but then I forget how to say it sometimes. That's a, That's a good. I've had that beer. That's a good one. Uintis got some good stuff. Yeah, they do. They've got cool packaging, too. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the only pumpkin beer I bought this year. Mm. So Thanks. is it like pumpkin spiced? Yeah, you can never really... I mean, pumpkin itself doesn't have a very strong flavor. So what you're tasting is a little bit of cinnamon, nutmeg, allspice. Right. Yeah. And Uintas is good because they don't overdo it. I've had pumpkin beers where it's just like, no, too, way too strong. I like the uh, the overly spiced ones myself. Do you? Yeah, I do. I like those flavors. <laughs> yeah. I don't typically go for pumpkin spice. I like pumpkin pie. And pumpkin mm-hmm. chocolate chip cookies. I mm-hmm. don't like pumpkin pie, but I like pumpkin everything else. <laughs> oh, that's weird. 
Pumpkin cookies, pumpkin ice cream, pumpkin beer. Is it the, uh, what's it called? The it's the consistency texture? of, yeah. yeah, it's like the gelatin-ish of pies that I'm not a fan of. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. that. I don't have it, but I can respect it. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that aversion, but I can respect yes. that it could be there. I'm super weird with textures and stuff. So. I can be, for sure. Rarely, I am. Some textures there... I crave more than the taste. Mmm. Is there Ugh. a food that you just can't stand? Everyone's got at least one. Um, I can't stand mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms. I can stand them. I don't mind raw mushrooms, actually, like on a salad. Yeah, I don't mind them. And I like a lot of the Chinese ones, like the little black strippy kind. Those usually taste pretty good. I'm sure there is something. I'm not a lamb person. I don't like lamb. I don't like lamb either. It's too gamey. I if I'm weird about anything, it's meats, weird meats. Mm-hmm. Same. I just like your plain old chicken, cow, and pig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like our next door neighbors, they went hunting and brought us over some elk steak, and I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, <laughs> camel, you know, but I'm not. I nope. Yeah, I don't. It's weird. Yeah, I agree. But I I like a lot of fish. Fish, yeah, fish, fine, yes. Yeah, I'm not a seafood person, but I've had um, elk and I've had kangaroo, and I don't mind either of those. Mm. He swears I would like it. I just, I've had venison before, and I just couldn't stand it, and he's promised me, promises it doesn't taste like venison, but I just don't believe him. That just reminded me, pate. That is the worst. That's disgusting. Substance. Ever well, it made. looks like cat food. It, it smells tastes and tastes like, like cat, cat food. food too. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had it at some mighty fancy places, <laughs> so I know I just haven't. I've just, I've had good pate, and it's the worst. Yep. I can't stand pate. Thank you. Venison reminded me. <laughs> I don't go for duck either. Mm. But I guess that's in the weird meats category. I don't think duck's that weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's left of center. Yeah, it just if it has a gamey flavor to it, I don't like it. Well, then you can have any of my venison and duck mushroom stew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird is a turducken what's going on there right <laughs> that just doesn't need to exist <laughs> what What are you hiding in there I don't like things inside of other things I get very suspicious <laughs> I like cordon bleu cordon bleu is yummy a turducken just seems like really over the top <laughs> yeah it's a little rednecky <laughs> <laughs> if I may label 
I'm going to stuff a chicken inside a duck and then stuff that inside a turkey. <laughs> Why? Or we could just eat these things separately. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, you big show off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for uh, rednecky food, it's very pretentious. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> no, I try to eat my. I leave my meat consumption kind of light. I normally don't eat three, three at a time. <laughs> three at a time. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna get all the meats out of the way in one night <laughs> <laughs> why stop at three why not four or five <laughs> well, yeah just wrap it up in the dog yeah wrap it in bacon <laughs> put a mouse in there <laughs> oh oh wait people eat uh squirrels <laughs> ew wait what's the smallest one turkey dog what's chicken. the other one chicken okay so dog there was a thing about Simon Pegg this morning, but how he's offended people in China because he posted a picture of a red velvet cake shaped like brains. Like, look at I'm eating this cake like brains. Isn't that gross? And the Chinese were like, we eat brains. So <laughs> that's insulting. <laughs> uh, we if. Everyone just has to be offended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell if the article was serious or not because it seemed really strange. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, if you had a cake the shape of a pig's butt, I'd be like, ew, look, I'm eating a pig's butt. Isn't that gross? Excuse me, but I butt? eat pig's butt. <laughs> I eat so... pig's butt all the time, so I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's that it's cake. That guy's English. Don't they eat brains? <laughs> <laughs> they eat a lot of gross stuff. They eat a lot of gross stuff. Calf brains. There's some, some English dish with calf brains. Take a look at this cake, though, because it actually looks really good. It's very, I think it's very clever looking. Am I supposed to Google this? No, I'd put it in the Skypo chat. Oh. oh, there it is. Okay. I saw it pop up. No, I... It's just a bill. Here it comes. Doesn't that cake look... Really um, clever. I think it looks like a really cool idea for a cake. Halloween cake? Yeah. Still coming. <laughs> okay, now I'm scrolling. Oh, wow. Oh, oh that's wow, disgusting. That's cool. I don't know if I could eat that. I totally eat it. It's cake. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. 
That looks so real. You totally eat it. It's cake. (laughs) 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 Yeah, okay. So I see the two pictures. And they both look really gross. Yes. And to an an American or or a UK resident, I would look at that bowl of soup brains. It's an entire brain. It's not even broken up. Oh, that's so gross. It's like eye zombie. (laughs) Yeah. Do they get mad at eye zombie? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm for PC culture and whatever, but sometimes we all need to not get offended at absolutely everything. Well, it it seems uh, almost like the whole thing's a joke. It could be. Gizmodo? I'm not familiar with this. They're a um, tech website? That's probably why. (laughs) Uh, Do you ever read IO9? No. IO9 is a sci-fi fantasy website. <laughs> um, Emily would not read that. <laughs> uh, how about uh, your in your question? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they they used to be owned by Gawker. Then Gawker uh, was sued into non-existence. But IO9, Deadspin. Jezebel, Kotaku, Lifehacker, Gizmodo, they're all owned by the same company now. <laughs> that is just not in my road. That's not in my world. <laughs> I've heard of a couple of those websites, but I do not frequent them. Yeah, they don't sound super um, offended. Just kind of like, oh, you think you think that's gross? Well, this is what we eat, huh? I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. No, he needs to apologize and be ashamed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, uh, what was the... Who who was it that did the offensive Halloween costume this year? (laughs) The pilgrim in... in Oh, um, was it Miley Cyrus? No. No, It was... um, I didn't hear about this. It was um, one of the stupid... I don't know. I saw it was her and her boyfriend. Dressed up as a pilgrim and an Indian and they got in all kinds of trouble. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to look up offensive costume apology. Oh, Hillary Duff. Ah, that's it. How do you not know, though? Like, how do you not know in 2016 that that's not okay? That you're going to get skewered for it. Yeah. I know. you got to have, a, even if you don't think it's fair, right? you have right. to expect it. Yes. Because you exactly. live in the world. <laughs> Especially if you're a celebrity. You're high and you profile. Know that, yeah, people are looking at you, uh, you know, and taking photos of you. You must be aware. You have to be. You would think so. I mean, do you think they do it on purpose to get... I mean, how often is Hillary Duff in the news? But then she says, I'm so sorry about my costume. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you know, they say, say ba- sorry and it's all bad. Done. Bad publicity is 
good publicity is just publicity. But yeah, I would feel I would think that if you were a celebrity, you would run every decision you make by like a team, by like a manager <laughs> or something. Is it okay if I wear this costume? Because I don't even know anymore, right? <laughs> would it be and okay they'll tell you yes or no. Is blackface okay? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> can I can I dress up as Simon Pegg? Um, no, not right now. Next year, yes. <laughs> right now, no. Chinese hate him. <laughs> With like a little plate of cake brains. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funniest one I saw, I mean, it was just awful, but it, I couldn't stop laughing. Was It was right after um, Steve Irwin died and someone dressed up like him with a stingray attached to his chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. Oh, my but, friend Don at work, the bartender, he dressed up as uh, other Siegfried or Roy. Right after the the tiger attack, and he had a little uh, tiger puppet. Yeah, <laughs> and big gashes in his throat. Oh man, <laughs> I'm sorry, but those things kind of make me. Yeah, laugh. They... <laughs> they do. No. <laughs> <sighs> And then one year I had him go as uh, Mr. Clean because he's bald. So I just bought him a white t-shirt, white pants, and I glued um, cotton balls to his eyebrows. (laughs) 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 So, so yeah. One of these years. I can't think of a time Rob has dressed up, and I can't think of one. I I can't think of any. I can't remember Rob in any costumes. I really want Cam and I to do um, him be Dr. Evil and I'll be Austin Powers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to find you the perfect jacket. They sell Austin Powers costumes. Oh. Oh, man. That would you be guys sad. are going to be a hit in the late 90s. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I just need to think of like iconic bald guys for Cam to be. <laughs> and Dr. Evil is one of my all time favorite movie yeah. characters ever. I love Dr. Evil. Oh, Rob and I still quote those movies almost oh daily. <laughs> Same. Cam will always, when I'll say something, he'll always add evil, like, evil college? (laughs) (laughs) We're having steak tonight. Evil steak? (laughs) How about Captain Picard? That'd be a good one, too, actually. How about um, Politico James Carville? (laughs) (laughs) That would just be really abstract. <laughs> How about um, Walter White from Breaking Bad? Walter White is what I've thought of, too. Like, I go with Skyler and he's Walter, because I think that'd be a pretty easy get one of those, like, what do they call it? The pork pie hi- hats and 
I think we could easily do Walter White and <laughs> Tom Calicchio from Top Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Go really obscure. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. I haven't watched Top Chef. I know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Maybe next year. <laughs> I was thinking of trying to have like a Halloween party slash like housewarming party and went, nope. <laughs> nah. <laughs> too much. Too soon. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, should we get started? <laughs>